The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now, your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, Heckma Harrison, and Newey Scruggs. Players' Lounge. Let's ride on a Wednesday without Barry Church. Kiss us three. Chilling, chilling, doing his thing. Merry Christmas to the church family. (laughs) I saw skis and ski lifts and... All oh. type of good stuff out there, man. Ski lift tickets are expensive. <laughs> well, you got it, you yeah. Hey, I, I didn't have it. I told him, like, go without me. You guys go without I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Can you add. get up there without the ski lift? I, I don't know. I just knew that the ski lift tickets were expensive and uh, money needed to be saved. So I just said, I'll sit right here. So, oh, you didn't go to the top at all? You just, okay. I didn't even go. Get you, get wow. you a couple of them sticks and just, just track yourself on up there. It might take you a few hours. Nope, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Danny McCray, Heckman Harrison, I am New Scruggs. This show is brought to you by Tostitos Cowboys taking on the Miami Dolphins. Uh, undercover brother on, on Hard Knocks, head coach out there. <laughs> God, you know, man, this, this dude gonna wreck you, wreck you up. This you man is. This man can dial up some plays. He's good. He is that. He got some confidence, man. Yeah, you know I mean, he got that confidence, man. He should though, shouldn't he? Absolutely. I mean, it's not like it's, it's not like he's not out there showing that he he can back it up. He. He get out there, and you watching his running backs, and you watching the receivers, and what he do with Tyree Hill and Jalen Waddle and Tua, you know he got to give him his props. There's no doubt. There's no doubt that little video they had. Uh, you know, I think it's a one play drive right here. I feel it's a one play drive. He's taking that little sinister laugh, like he's laughing. Oh, you've been paying attention to the the Amazon special on him. And uh, yeah, the uh, not Amazon, know, HBO. Yeah, is it? Two, two okay, top yeah. bottle, boom, touchdown. It's in season. I mean, yeah. I'm just like, okay, hey, hey, uh, he's good. He, boy, he's 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 a really really good football coach. So are you are you saying that Dan Quinn has his work cut out for him with Coach Soul Brother uh, and, and that offense and the weapons that he has, the running game. Also, they top five, top ten in every category. Um, so I'm worried, man. You are. I'm worried. You know, I, look, they they are dealing with some injuries. Uh, they have been for a long time. Their offensive line isn't what they started the season with. And I think that's the only thing that gives you uh, a clear-cut indication that maybe as far as a running team is concerned, they're not going to be able to run the pound it the same way that Buffalo pounded it on you. So I'll, I'll counter okay. what you're saying there with I think we all believe the Jets are a good defense. I do. Beating 30 to nothing. Mm-hmm. With a banged-up offensive line last week. Yeah. They just beat Buffalo. Who did you, cause the Jets have beat some really good teams this season. Was Buffalo one of them? I don't know. Let me let me let me look. Check it. I don't. Yeah, actually, we got it. We got it. Yeah, right there. Handy dandy, right here. Um, Buffalo beat the Jets this year, and they lost to the Jets. So mm-hmm. yeah. So, so first first game of the year, they lost that. One. They lost so, the Jets. And I don't. Then, but then later on in the year, they beat them. But uh, um, yeah, and Miami lost to Buffalo big after they beat through the seventy up on Denver, then they gave up forty there. But then. Uh, and they beaten Miami's beating the Jets twice this year. So um, this is this is for me. Mm-hmm. I just think this is a bad style for them, and I think these are two coordinators who pose a problem for them this week. And I'm worried. Who's and a good style? I mean, since you since you Philly, feel like they, they beat so Philly. Philly's a good style for us. They they know how to beat Philly. 
Yeah. You got to be Philly. And that's where I have a problem. I have a problem with that, especially when we start. We're going to do the comp, and you start doing that at this point in the season. Where they played them, and we beat them, and we beat them, and they did. The Jets are not the same team from the beginning of the season, regardless, especially with everything that they've been going through in the New York media. Um, just not the same team, not the same defense. They've been beat up, and they're one of those teams that are definitely making their reservations for where they're going after the season. Because it's been, dude, it, it, it didn't turn out anything like they thought it was. All I'm saying is the where we've been beat and where you've been pointing to at the end of games is they out-physicaled us. They came to. They came in. The Bills came in last week, 79-73. God bless them. I can't forget what they did to my defense and the way that they were driving guys off the ball. I don't think Miami has that. But with Raheem Moster, the numbers are what 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 you see. They still beat that Jets team thirty to zero. Okay, that Raheem Moster still has eighteen touchdowns on the season. He still is top five as far as running back numbers. So you know, I just don't think that. The same bludgeoning that you got when you went to the you like that I like that yeah, word. <laughs> that word I don't think you go get that beat up that same way this, with Miami this, and this is this is where 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 I, it's, it, it worries me because I, I still leave out of that Buffalo game and I know we had the missed tackles and I know you see a, a few like plays where we did get out physical but to me I just I. I just continue looking at it and I continue remembering what I'm seeing on the defense and I don't and I don't see it being as much of a, as a out physical than a missed assignments and not in the right places and playing disciplined football. And that and that is on offense as well with the penalties, on defense with the penalties. But as far as when you're talking about like playing against a Shanahan uh type of offense where like I said, it's going to be a lot of pulling guards. There's going to be a lot of misdirection with the eyes, and guys are really yeah. going to have to be gap sound. You have to have real good gap integrity in order not to, uh, in order to keep Mostert and A-Chain out of the end zone. We have not done that this season. <laughs> like we, we haven't done it when we came up against a team that specializes in running the football with a bunch of different type of concepts. We haven't found ourselves able to be able to uh, stop them, and that's San Fran. Didn't stop them. Arizona couldn't stop them. Now we got Buffalo couldn't stop them because Joe Brady came in with that same type of style. Man, we're going to pull guards, pull tackles, and we're going to confuse these guys and make them late. And now we got Miami coming and do the same thing. So I think that's what makes me more nervous about this one because it it was like really put on notice last week. So let me just go look at this, just, just stats. And I know we can make stats do whatever we want. But offensive leaders. Total yards, Miami number one, San Francisco number two, Detroit number three, Buffalo number four. Passing, Miami number one, San Francisco number two, Kansas City number three, Detroit number four. Rushing, Baltimore number one, Detroit number two, San Francisco number three, Miami number four. When I talk about, you know, they the style worries me. We know they don't match up well against the 49ers. This team is offensively taken from the San Francisco 49ers. And so that's why I look at this and I kind of just go back to what I did at the beginning of the year, not staying true to it last week. I had these two losses on the road in December as, as losses. And right now, without Hankins there and what we saw from Mozzie or not enough what we saw from Mozzie, how do they get this fixed? I think 14 and 33 for the Cowboys defensively. This is a tough match, and I'm not necessarily blaming them. These are guys you expect them yeah. to be backups who are thrust into some starting roles. Maybe Dan Quinn can fix some stuff, but right now, 
So old Parcells line, all I can go by is what I see. No, and I, I believe what you're what you're saying, and I, I wanted to go kind of pull back a little bit and, and just say in the four losses that we've had this season, they've been because we have been out physical at the line of scrimmage. 767 yards rushing in those four losses. And you come up against, like you talk about, a Miami team that has the ability to run the ball based off of those numbers that you see. I just feel as though as a defensive front, especially when I'm go back to games versus Philly or other teams or opponents that had a physical running style, you still have the capacity or uh, uh, the ability to stop teams from running on you. You've shown that you can do that. Now here's another opportunity for you to do it because, again, if you don't stop it, you're definitely going to get it the week after next. And, and then after that, you're going to get it the first week in the playoffs as well. So it's, a, it's not an if. We have to stop the I, run. I, I think, I, and I, I think that's right because I think the question is though: Have we been able to really stop a team who said they were going to come in and they've been a top five running team, and we turned them into a team that did not look like a top five running team? And, and that's this is over the last three years. Have we faced a team where we knew coming into the game, this is the type of game is going to be. This is the type of scheme and the type of run concepts that you are going to face, and then we come out of the game saying, "Oh yeah." Yeah, I feel real good about where we at uh, defensively, defensive line-wise, and on our second level with our linebackers. Ha have we had that over the last couple years? That, that, that's a good question. That's a good question, and not knowing the the answer to that, I do know that you've been you've had two twelve back to back twelve and five seasons. In those twelve and five seasons, you've played teams that had a, a a running style, or at least tried to, and came into the game with a game plan to run the ball on you. Right now, we're looking at a San Francisco and saying, okay, this is what gives us trouble. Blockers getting to the second level, blocking guys in the run scheme and the run fit. And if you're pointing to that and saying, okay, Miami is a mirror image of San Francisco and this is what they're going to try and do to you, I think based off of personnel, I say they can't. You said, who can't? That they can't do it to us. Ooh, Miami. Well, I, well, I'm going to put my hand up right here and I'm going to say, we're not going to stop them from running the ball. Okay. Way. Then that's the, ch that I, is, that's the challenge this week because as – and I'm, I'm making my case because there's no way that Dan Quinn is sitting over there in his office seeing that teams are playing him this way and not saying, okay, we got to load up and do everything that we possibly can to stop it. Because if it's going to be in Dan Quinn, we trust we can't be talking out of both sides of our neck saying that they can't stop the run. Well, No, but we've been saying this – I've been trusting in Dan Quinn for years and we have been able to stop the run. Like, okay. like you come out of the San Francisco game two years ago saying, hey, man, we need to figure out a way to stop the run. We got we got out physical on defense a little bit, but we need to get better. You go in there and you draft a, a guy in the first round because you play San Francisco and you're like, hey, man, we still, have, we still haven't buttoned that up. We still ha are not a team who we can get in there and stop the run when we need to. And then this year you come out and I think, what, third game of the season, second game? What, Arizona, you give up 200. You play uh, – you play San Francisco again, the team that you built now your defense to be able to stop, and they put up almost 200 on you. And then you come out and give up another 200 yards against the Buffalo Bills where you line up in that game and you say, okay, the weather's going to be X, right? They're going to try to run the ball. We tried to run 4-3. We tried to run 5-2. We tried to run everything we possibly could, and no matter what we threw at them, we couldn't stop them. Yeah, we couldn't. We couldn't get it done. So I trust in Dan Quinn being able to put his guys in position to make plays when they need him to. But he still hasn't shown me that. Hey, man, this defense is a defense that can get out there and stop the run, which worries me in the playoffs, but also worries me about these next two games as well because these teams are going to sit down and say, "Hey, man, we're going to run the ball until you stop it." And then that's nothing to hang your hat on. 
Then there's, no. not, there's nothing to hang your hat on. There's nothing as far as this defensive defensive identity that you can say, all right, we're going to go into games and we're going to beat they, we're going to beat them based off of the fact that we do this. Pass rush. That, that's why to me it, now it's Dak. It's coming out of coming out of the bye week with the way that the offense has been rolling. It's on Dak, right? Can we get a lead? Can we play from ahead? And then we allow our pass rushers to get in there and make those type of plays to where uh, Stephon Gilmore and Deron Bland are in position and then get turnovers because that's when we play our best, when we're playing from ahead. And Michael Parsons and D-Law and O'Diggy Zoo and all those guys can get out there and rush You're the right. You, no, you're right. No, no it's, it's, but it, <laughs> right. I'm saying that worries me, though. Yeah. That, like, that worries me from now all the way up until whoever we face in the playoffs yeah. when we get there to say, are we able to then do that? Can we fix it in a week? I don't know if we could fix it in a week. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, no, this is this is interesting because this made me dive more, more into the just the rushing totals. Just looking at, okay, who, who beat you this year? The top eight teams in rushing, the Cowboys have lost to all of them. I mean, it's just it's lost, their losses have been to teams who've all been in the top eight. So you've lost to San Francisco. Uh, you've lost to Arizona. You lost to Buffalo. You lost to Philly. If you can run on them, you can beat them. This, this, is, this is the secret sauce. And then on the flip side of that comes into, all right, you're running on them. You're getting a lead, and they're not getting a lead on you, so you're able to go ahead and run. In the past, when the Cowboys have been able to get up on you, they've taken away that ability for you to just kind of be patient and run the ball. But this is – I'm just looking at trends. You know, if, if I was doing the financial analysis right now and I'm looking at the run defense, I'm like, okay, uh, this this week it's a problem because it fits right into um, the blueprints of how you beat the Dallas Cowboys. On the on the <laughs> road, right. yeah. okay, beat them on the road, get, get, get them at your spot. Run the ball on them. You got shot, and and this is Vegas having them as a as a one and a half to two point underdog right now. I I feel like this is legitimate, and until they show me, they can stop this. And it's not just Dan Quinn telling me that okay, you know we weren't sound in some areas here where our secret sauce was and the missed tackles, and we got to clean it up, get ready to go. I got to see it because I can't trust them. No, and I'm not asking. I'm not asking for anybody to trust because you don't have any time proof or consistency when it comes down to that. Because the the teams that you just mentioned have all beat them, and Miami is the other team that you haven't mentioned that we hadn't played yet, right? That's in that is in that number. And Detroit, and Detroit, <laughs> and Detroit. And so again, you come up against teams that you know what they're going to do. We, we talked about it last week versus the Bills. What did you say? If we take this game out of Josh Allen's hands, we are in what trouble? We in trouble. We in if trouble. We let, if we, and if you said, hey, if he's sitting back and he's not having to throw the ball, and all that's counting on is just running the ball, then. We're having a long day already. I'm saying coming into this Miami game, you already know what they're going to do. The game plan for Miami ain't, oh, let's throw the ball to Tariq Hill, who has a high ankle sprain uh, 25 times. They're not doing it. They're going to give Raheem Mostert and they chain the ball. They're going to run the ball to try and take the air out of the ball to take Dak, keep him on the sideline. Yeah, and I know they're going to do that. And the thing that gets me is – we, we every year we've come out saying the same thing. Like we go draft, like we literally we go draft a defensive tackle with all whatever needs we got out there. We go draft a defensive tackle in the first round because you know that we need to figure out how to stop the run better, and we still haven't been able to do it. And then after you play a team like Arizona, you could chalk it up to trap game or whatever. Then you play a San Francisco uh, team where you get you get beat up uh, in the run game. At that no, at, at that point, at that point, you say, okay, you know the team is going back and watching the film and they getting it in their mind that hey, we need to be better at this uh, at this point on defense, whatever. Yeah. 
and then you get out there and you play the Buffalo Bills after knowing that that is going to be the case and where you kind of stumbled at at the beginning of the season where you had two chances and you, you didn't do quite well at them. Now you have another opportunity and you can't figure it out the entire game, yeah. like how to get it done. It's what makes me wonder, like, well, can we? <laughs> can we? Because we you knew it was all, all there last week and then the last time you played in the run game, like you knew that this is what you needed to stop them from doing and we know it this week. So we have another, like I said, another test to where if we get this beat is, up this week, this hope, is bigger than a test. Hopefully this is, it makes us better. This is big to me. This is bigger than a test because if you fail this, this is ultimately your Achilles heel. You, like you said, for years I've been saying the same thing. We've got to plug up this hole. You, last year in the Green Bay game, Green Bay, we took the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hand, and what they do? They put it into the hands of their running back that exposed our defense. You can't continue to live this narrative and even have any expectations of playing in any postseason yeah. anything. So yeah, I'm worried. That, that don't mean I'm picking the Dolphins or nothing, Nui. Just uh, we, we know you and Barry uh, most likely are, are picking the, the Miami South Beach Dolphins this week. All right, but me and Heck, actually, I don't even know if Heck gonna pick. The Keep them in West Palm Beach. That's all. Even, y'all land. Even, go to West Palm. <laughs> I don't even know if Heck gonna pick those boys this week. Oh, it's, it's gonna be an interesting. It's, it's gonna be an interesting show. We got to pick tomorrow because you know I will be doing football camps on Friday. Yeah, man. No, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. He I, pulled out the stats on us, dog. God, listen, he pulled out the stats. He, he, he went stat man on me. He ain't had to pull them out. That's them stats to know. Like this is this has been that, since Denver. This has been stats. since the Denver Broncos. Then Vic Fangio, <laughs> Vic Fangio was the head coach of the Broncos, who's now the defensive coordinator. Oh, we've, been, we we, we've been hollering about this for like literally for years, and he like they know it. That's why they got to make the moves to try to make sure we have those type of players on the defensive line. Like they know, like what can you do about it now? I just, you know, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know what the fix is. And I've been on teams that have been have tried to figure it out. Like we couldn't get turnovers. That's when we start talk, talk, you know take takeovers. We change the name of them. Now it's takeovers. Start running zone. All, we just couldn't figure out what to do. And I think that's where we are right now with the, you know, with our ability, our lack of ability to stop the run. All right. Uh, a question about Micah Parsons and how and where do you play him this week, knowing you're going up against a run team? Let's do uh, let's do that with Heckma Harrison. Got Danny McCray. Barry Church has a day off. I'm going to be Players Lounge brought to you by Tostitos right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code COWBOYSVIP. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code COWBOYSVIP. Hi, I'm Danny McCray, Dallas Cowboys alumni player here with Smoothie King. And Smoothie King wants to ask you, what's that sound? That's the sound of us magically transforming our smoothie bowls into two new decadent flavors. Dig into a cool acai or pitaya bowl handcrafted with crunchy, purely Elizabeth granola, fresh strawberries, and finished with a velvety chocolate hazelnut drizzle. Perfect for breakfast, lunch, or anytime you want a munch. And that's the sound of you making them disappear. Smoothie Bowls, now in two new decadent flavors. Only at Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. To kick off the 2023 NFL season, Hugo Boss teamed up with the NFL and Micah Parsons to launch an iconic apparel collection. Featuring hoodies, crews, t-shirts, polos, joggers, and more. The bold, unique apparel of the Boss NFL collection unites football and fashion while reflecting what it truly means to be a boss. 
Get yours today at nflshop.com slash Hugo Boss, at hugoboss.com, and at Boss Retail Stores. Hashtag be your own boss. There is no I in Dallas. There is no I in Hart either. No I in Blue Star or in Lone Star for that matter. And there's no I in how about them Cowboys? Smirnoff knows there's no I in football. Football is a we thing, an experience that is best enjoyed together. With good drinks and good folks, home or away, we rally together, we cry together, and we always rally cry together because there's definitely no I in Cowboys fans. Smirnoff, we do game days. Please drink responsibly. Back to the Players' Lounge. Sean Polite is your 2023 Cowboys Fan of the Year, and now he needs your help. Vote for Sean to be given the ultimate title of NFL Fan of the Year presented by Captain Morgan by casting your vote at NFL.com slash Fan of the Year. Good luck to him. Good luck, good luck. Thank you, Hector Harrison. You and the players last brought to you by Tostitos. Got Danny McRae. I'm Newey Scruggs. And and, uh, the Tiny Desk Concert, did you you check out? Oh, man, come on, man. Brad Jordan, best in the business. Um. Yeah, so I'm, I'm a big fan of the Tiny Desk concert. And I, I thought Ju- Juvenile had me at my desk at work, you know, dancing in my. But boy, Scarface was. I needed tissues. The, 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 the band. They like did. I, said, they I, did, did an I amazing needed tissues, job. man. That was. That's that, the only way to see Scarface. Yeah. That was band. just so. Man. Mm, mm, mm. First one I ever saw was T Pain and couldn't believe it. What you, couldn't believe what? T Pain could sing. <laughs> what? Yeah, no, T-Pain can sing. The auto had him confused. <laughs> yeah, didn't it? Now T-Pain can sing. His butt off. Um, it was another one that was really good. I can't think of the um, pack, uh, the drummer. Anderson Pack. Anderson Pack. Tiny Desk was, Tiny Desk was really good. Uh, There's a lot of guys that do them. Like you said, Juvies was really good. Urshan but... was good, too. Usher. Yes. Usher Baby Face. Urshan. 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 Give me the Urshan in the back. <laughs> 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 hey, that means no, good. good. That was good. Alicia Keys. I mean, they, 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 Adele's. I mean, they, they, they are good. But the one, you know, Scarface was good, man. It was just like, mm. I mean, just, just literally. I, I, some of these, I watch them. Like, you should just go ahead and record that as an album. Just make. And I, I would, you know, buy it on my, on my, on my iTunes, yeah, live. Spotify. You're right, right. It was just, it's just that good. I think, I think Scarface's the way they, the way that they played the music behind it, actually, like, really made it more poetic. Like it yeah. was like a poetry reading, and then the way that he was doing doing the That's performance crazy. too as well was yeah, yeah. it was more poetry than it was the music that you hear when you just ride. I the got car. that. I got literally got that same feeling because you know never seen a man cry way the way that he performed it and the way that I remember it when it first released. I'm like, nah, dog, it wasn't. <laughs> this wasn't no smoking word. Yeah. <laughs> this was gangster rap. Yeah, really. nah, it was and, that, and it's fine. I mean, and anybody that know when the Ghetto Boys first came out. Mind playing tricks on everything. I mean, it's been these guys are cultural icons, but the Tiny Death series, man, is just bringing it all back. But then you get to see guys that you have school. You done got old no with. You, know you done got old with guys like this and you realize that, you know, talent don't get old, man. He still has it. He still has that voice. And but you're right, man. I enjoyed it. It's storytelling. Mm. And, and that's 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 what made it so good. Yeah. Let me tell you this story about how I got to to this song, and and, and, and my man sitting there next to him, and they just they, there was true vibing. And VH VH1 used to have a, a thing called Storytellers. Yeah. And I remember the one they did with Kanye West from the 808 and uh, Heartbreaks, and, and just him being able to tell the stories of how he got there, and just 
going live, having the having the band there. It was just yeah. it was it was a great time, man. I'm sitting at my desk, man. I just needed tissue, man. I was just like this is Jay Z need to do one. Jay Z, I know he's too big for it, but come on now. No, no, he he'll do one. I don't think you he, think he'll do yeah, one. I think he'll do hey, one. man, it gets Andre three thousand to do it, man, because this flute flute out, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I ain't trying to see him play no flute. <laughs> Come on, they keep setting the bar on these things. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. You know, you step in there, man. The bar is high for these things. You can't. Jay Z won't be able to miss. Yeah, well, he, he got all. he got so much, so much. He can not at all. His, with his, Pharrell uh, and and Timberland, like it's so many miss. different type of sounds that you could put Snoop. on. Jay Z. Yeah, it's just the, the MTV unplugged he did was sensational. So if he even did anything, that's that's that. Tiny Desk before Tiny Desk, yeah, right? Yeah, if, if he did that, that would be phenomenal. I, I, I do want to see, uh, I do want to see Joe to see get up in there and do one. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. Hey, no, don't do that to my boy. Can't see Jojo. It ain't the same. Sometimes, brother, go off. The, they, <laughs> so, they, so hey, Taylor do get up. <laughs> sometimes, no, no, Danny. Sometimes you get a bad batch. Sometimes you get a bad batch. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you gotta lead the party. <laughs> they cleaned up. My boys from Monroe, North Carolina, cleaned up. Then this would be good. Hey, Danny, I big, know what you're trying to say. Big difference. <laughs> Casey passed out on stage. Yes, that's what we don't need. Sometimes. So, but if so, it could be really, really good. Using this? No, man. Go ahead. Tucker Cowboys here. Our players lounge and of course the players lounge we, we do get off on top of we like because this is what the players That's lounge it. is and music is music is very much what players uh, are, are about here and of course Scarface is from Houston Danny's town so you know we, we must give him give him props there so someone had asked me today a coach he says how come they don't go put Micah Parsons at linebacker considering that you've got uh, Bell and Clark having their issues and they're smaller guys why not just move him back to that level and I said that's a, that's it that's an interesting question, and, and Dan Quinn was asked about that this week with, the, with meeting with the media. So I think that's something they'll they'll have to think about, especially this week with the speed of HN and, and Mostert's ability to, to to run in and outside. So uh, how they employ Micah this week to me that'll be a very interesting. Uh, I don't think that's a good matchup either. I like I, I, the things that we are failing at doing. Like how long has it been since Micah Parsons has actually practiced doing those things? So I don't I don't know how much of an improvement you will be able to see. Just just like hey yeah listen yeah y'all not doing well enough let's throw Micah back here and then all of a sudden all this stuff is gonna be fixed when I, like he's specializing right now in pass rushing he's still a difference maker they're just finding ways to make sure they take him out of the play read option making sure that he has to pause a little bit so he's not able to then go chase down the running back they, like these these offensive coordinators are really creative right. making sure that number 11 is not a part of the game as much as possible um i don't see i don't see it being a big improvement of moving him back uh, to the linebacker position. These young guys need to figure out how to get it done so Michael Parsons, when it counts, can then still be in the position where he makes the most impact. Um, it's, it's, but it is tough. It is tough when you see the way that with, with the, uh, the way that the second level is struggling. You know, Micah is such a weapon that Dan Quinn, obviously, in the offseason said, look, I, I got a way I want to use him. I'm going to put him out here on the edge, and I'm going to make every right tackle have nightmares about him coming down because how, how quick he is. And his impact, you see immediately teams having to scheme up for him, and that's why you say guys like Osa Digizua, guys like Doris Armstrong, guys like Tank Lawrence, this is better for you because now offenses are having to count for our man guy. It, when it doesn't work that way, you start questioning like, okay, 
What are teams doing to us, and what are they recognizing in our scheme that's nullifying Michael Parsons? And teams are saying, we're we not going to block him. Well, that's a hell of a strategy. <laughs> when, you, when you can run it. That's a hell of a strategy. And then you have guys on the other side of your linebackers and Damone Clark where you're saying, look, man, all you have to do now is scrape and read and go. Well, that's not working either because now the chip block is getting to the second level. It doesn't matter if you're 240, 250, whatever. You're still having to chip through linebackers for four quarters. And, look, I don't know how – if this is a byproduct of the LVE injury – Okay, I live with it, all right? But LVE was there in Arizona, too. You know, he was there for the full San Francisco 49ers game also. There, there have just been times where it looked like, look, we were most vulnerable to teams that were going to out-physical us, and we didn't have a guy at the second level that could get any stops. Right now, I think Micah gives you the best chance as what you said, pass rushing. When we stop the run and we make you one-dimensional, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. We're coming after you. It's, it's nothing else you could do about it. But then also, when you're running away from Micah and he's chasing down the play from behind, then you're, you're seeing the brilliance in that. We haven't seen that happen. And I think now when you're seeing Micah run behind a play and a guy gets eight yards and he throws his hands up like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. man, that's not the version of number 11 I want to see. It's not, it's, not, it's not positive. I think the good thing about it is you don't have Josh Allen at quarterback this week, so that read option won't have as much of an impact as it had last week because you don't have to defend. Two ain't running. You don't have to defend him like you had to defend Josh Allen. So I think that'll be a positive but you still got to stop those base running plays those those base tackle trap pull counter you you still have to be able to stop those because if you don't I think you'll see another game like you saw last week where the quarterback ain't throwing it much and you know most of the A-chain just taking turns on you Micah um spoke out against the media this week on his podcast he did your thoughts yeah, I, I'm, it's one of those things for me, as we talked about the guys going into podcasting earlier, that, you know, if it, it's a distraction from what you do, I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear about it. But sometimes, man, it, it lacks maturity. And, and I start to say, look, Micah, it comes with the territory. As I've heard you and Barry say over and over again, dog, you're going to wear that, that star on your helmet, you're going you're gonna to face criticism. And to try and escape it is crazy. You're not going to escape it. Guys are always going to criticize you even more because you play play for the Dallas Cowboys. I think sometimes we learn things about guys through the media that we don't want to. Like my, what did he say? He just basically said, you know, it, it's older players, like guys that used to play that don't want to see, that are always talking down on uh, on Cowboys. Or the media always is up in, a, in an uproar every time the Cowboys lose. Like, they have nothing to talk about when the Cowboys are winning. But, oh, when the Cowboys lose, now you got a whole lot to say. And I'm paraphrasing. It's Dan Orlovsky and Shady McCoy after a Cowboy loss basically like, see, I told you. Or, you know, I think Shady said some kind of tweet like, oh, there he is. There's my guy. I knew he'd come back um, about Dak. And so Michael was sensitive to that but if you're sensitive to that, go, go play in Cincinnati where yeah. no one cares. Nobody's going to talk about that. Right. So, so, How so many times have we been on prime time this year? Like, do you want to play at 12 o'clock every week? Like I said, <laughs> if, if you want that, go go play in Cincinnati. If this is, if this is what you want, if you don't want anyone to say anything about you, um, then, then you go play in places like that. But this is the Cowboys. The media is going to talk about you. I've been lucky enough to cover the Lakers. Been lucky enough to cover the Cowboys. I've, I've covered, you know, team where this is it. You get it. It's what it is. And 
Yeah, you're right. Heck, in some ways, you're like, hey, man, why are you doing a podcast and you're, you're, put, you're putting a shining a light on yourself? But it, it's some guys are there. I mean, A.J. Brown, I hear fighting with, with, with Eagle fans on social media. Yeah. Like, it's like, brother, you, that's, that's a group. Losing of, battle. Right. That's a group I, I don't they, – they there all day. You are entertaining. You're making them feel good by you interacting with them. That's what they want. So, But you're right. He's, he's a young man. The, the, the issue, the issue that I have with it, is that at, at some point, okay, it, it it does get out of hand, right? When you attacking guys as as people, you know, all, like they personalize all that's that. That's crazy. Stuff. When you put that, J. Ron like, that uh, address on social media, yeah, yeah, like that's like it's that, crazy. That, like that's out of hand, right? But then there's also a point to where you got to be able to accept some criticism. Or just don't listen to it. If you go out there and you don't play bad and somebody points out what you did wrong and you not playing well, that is not them getting on you. <laughs> that is them pointing out what happened in the game because their job is to show the people who – the ordinary fan who doesn't know what's going on to show them, hey, yeah, the reason why I'm saying he's having a bad season is because well, this is why he's having a bad season versus, hey, man, you're going to go out here and attack the dude character or do all that type of stuff. That's wrong. Yeah. But then people do have to be able to say, hey, man, I know the game of football. This is why this team ain't doing good. And you have to know when you don't walk into the spider's web. I don't know about you, but I get updates on my phone from ESPN. And when the Cowboys lose – Within an hour or so, there's an update on my phone from Stephen A. Smith with a video. Do 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 do. And he's, you know, he, it's, it's some kind of. I tried to tell you, I like, I don't click, at home in right, his house. You right, know, you right. know, he's like, is comedic. Right. So I, I don't click on it. I, I can't stop it from coming because I've signed on for Cowboy Alerts. So you know, make sure I get my stuff from Todd Archer and from ESPN. But anyway, that that's what you get. You know, it's coming. So if you're Micah Parsons and you know you lose. You got to know what's coming, and you know already know who the actors are that are going to come at you. I'm sorry, you you have to deal with it. And to me, I just think <clears> the top of my head, and maybe you guys have someone different, but I think Eli Manning is the best I've ever seen at handling a hostile media environment because he was there in New York and he had issues. A lot of times, despite the two years that he won the Super Bowls, a lot of people, how he looked, you remember the Eli face, mm-hmm. and you're not your brother, and you think you're too good to go play for the Chargers. This guy took a lot, a lot. And Eli did a very nice job, in my opinion, of not feeding and walking into that web. Michael walked straight into it. Fight, trying to fight his way out, you, you can't fight. I didn't. I didn't grow up in, a, in an era where there was a twenty-four hour news cycle on sports, and I think that's the difference too. I mean, it's round the clock; it, it, it never ends. If you get up three o'clock in the morning, want to watch some sports news-wise, you can go and do that. And now you have more access, and especially through social media, guys think they could do what Danny McRae did. You know, you think you think you can walk that undrafted free agent mile to make a career in the NFL? Good luck with that. You know, it's a, and I'm saying that to say that now that the casual fan has access to you directly and I can insult you to get a response from you, now I got you. Because now I know which, how you operate. All I got to do is insult you. And so that's the same thing that I feel like from Stephen A. and some of these other guys. I'm going to get you to respond because I'm going to throw a rock. And I'm going to say, oh, this person sucks. He's no good. Even though I played the position, even though I know how hard it is at this point. these guys, That's not a miss to these guys that it's any given Sunday. They know. And it doesn't matter if you attack a guy's character and say, well, you didn't do nothing. You this and that. 
He has you because you walked into his web. And that's what I wish Michael Parsons wouldn't do because the kid, I mean, he is awesome. I think he's one of the best. He can be one of the best to do it. And he's given up his power having a podcast displaying his emotions on what somebody else is saying. And I'm not one of those, just shut up and dribble. You know, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, dog, you a goat. You don't even have to address this guy. It's a lesson learned. You have to learn the lesson. Can, can we agree to, that, like, oh, listen, before a lot of these people got on the team, Stephen A. been doing this with the Cowboys. It is obviously a joke and a troll. It, like, is it, is it obviously that? Stephen A. has come here and done it's the shit. release, which him and Jerry are cool. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So, so to take that as a, like, oh, Stephen A. taking personal shots at the Cowboys, it's his, it's his thing, bro. It like, may not be so much been, him. It's been that way before yeah. you even got here. So it ain't personal against you because before you was a cowboy and after you a cowboy, he's he going to be doing the same thing. That's the type of stuff where you're like, why, why are you getting mad at this dude? You know, like, like you said, you know he's going to do it. You know he's going to do it. And then him and Jerry going to have a conversation about it. He's going to be out here on the plaza doing, uh, doing first take. <laughs> So Danny McCray is able to speak as this as a retired player, a father, uh, <laughs> you right, a, an educated yeah. man. What a, what a, you know what he'd been like. You know what he'd been like. and you know. Yeah. So, so you have this. <laughs> he's he's not that. Hold on, hold on now, because I had some. I had a. I had some bad games. <laughs> I, they was on me. So so th- this is speaking from from that point of like. You can just read that stuff and feel whatever type of way you want about it. But then there is a point where you got to step back and be like, this dude, I don't even know what this dude look like. This is It got an egg as an avatar. You don't even know who this person is. At some point, you got to be like, you know what? But he just insulted the yeah, hell out yeah, of you. Yeah, he did. He did. And you, and, you, and you can do it once or twice. You can do it once or twice, but eventually you got to be like, all right, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. And that, and that was 22-year-old me, but not 35-year-old me. I, I, do see, I do see it a lot, a lot look, different. Look, and, and we all get caught on something. We all get caught. My man Brad Towns with the Mavericks was getting into it with a guy, and I just DM'd him. I said, you know you, you battling. With a, with a dude named Obi-Wan Jeroni. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> Obi-Wan Jeroni. This the guy got you hot. <laughs> like, he got he, 13 accounts. He, he said he hates you on all 13 of them right now. <laughs> and Brad was just like, you know what, man, you're right. All right, <laughs> 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 let's take our final break here on the Players Lounge by Deep by Tostitos. <laughs> To kick off the 2023 NFL season, Hugo Boss teamed up with the NFL and Micah Parsons to launch an iconic apparel collection. Featuring hoodies, crews, t-shirts, polos, joggers, and more, the bold, unique apparel of the Boss NFL collection unites football and fashion while reflecting what it truly means to be a boss. Get yours today at nflshop.com slash hugoboss, at hugoboss.com, and at Boss Retail Stores. Hashtag be your own boss. Hi, I'm Danny McRae, Dallas Cowboys alumni player here with Smoothie King. And Smoothie King wants to ask you, what's that sound? That's the sound of us magically transforming our smoothie bowls into two new decadent flavors. Dig into a cool acai or pitaya bowl handcrafted with crunchy, purely Elizabeth granola, fresh strawberries, and finished with a velvety chocolate hazelnut drizzle. Perfect for breakfast, lunch, or anytime you want a munch. 
And that's mm. the sound of you making them disappear. Smoothie Bowls, now in two new decadent flavors. Only at Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the Playmaker at getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code cowboysvip. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code cowboysvip. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. Back, back to the back. Players' Lounge. Vote for the 2023 Bob Lilly Award, honoring Cowboy legends Bob Lilly. This award showcases the highest level of achievement, sportsmanship, dedication, and leadership. Vote for the current Dallas Cowboy, who you think exemplifies these traits. Now at DallasCowboys.com slash Bob Lilly Award. Thank you, Heckman Harrison. Players Lounge brought to you by Tostitos. Barry Church is uh, off this week. Happy holidays to the church family. But Danny McCray's here, and we got him tomorrow, but he's off Friday because he's doing the camps out there at AT&T Stadium. Mm-hmm. I am uh, Newey Scruggs. So, um, before we get into the Cowboys and Zach Martin, I did want to touch on, did you see where Steeler receiver George Pickens came out and said the reason he didn't <sighs> he didn't block for Jalen Warren because he didn't want to get hurt? He, he didn't even know the dude was right there. Yeah, he did. Like you got to go watch the film yourself yeah, and come know. up with a plan before you. <laughs> did you go yeah. watch? It? Like, hey, did you watch it? He didn't see that. <laughs> There's no way. So between Deontay Johnson and George, Pitt, you know what's about to happen in Pittsburgh, right? Well, they clean house. The receiver coach won't be there. Yeah, the head coach has a good chance of returning because of the consistency of of the organization. But, uh, yeah, the receiver coach, man, he, he, he killing him. this dude's done. He's, I don't even know his name. I picked up his, I saw a picture of him one time. I, was like, yeah, he, you, I hate it, it for, for, for coaches that get fired for stuff like that, too. I'm like, bro, you know I told you not to do that. You know I came in here day in and day out and told you, hey, man, finish the block. Okay, we are a blocking wide receiver room. And then you turn on the film, and then everybody starts talking about that one play, and it's like, well, somebody got to take the fall for that. Yeah, that's a bonehead. That's a boneheaded thing to say, though. You know, it's really just just kind of stupid. Well, then he went out again with the t- – I didn't want to be a Tank Dale situation. Like, come on. He ain't even get out the way. <laughs> like, if that's the case, go ahead, drive your man through the back of the end zone and get out the way. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just listening to all that. Like, somebody, somebody tell you. Maybe daddy was saying, he, he, he mean. <laughs> He's not going to the locker room and say, heck, man, I'm going to tell him this. What you think? Let me run it by you before I, I go out there. No. Out there he told his cousin. <laughs> he told him somebody was a little cousin, a family member or something. They're like, yeah, yeah. You that's get hurt. Like Tank Dale, cuz. Yeah. You be like Tank. Don't, don't. You, you see what happened to Tank? 
Yeah, yeah. like, God, come on, bro. <laughs> nah, that's, be better. That's bad ball. No, that's bad ball. And, and the thing is, they have this thing called the Steeler Way. And them people, they don't Ooh. have, they have long memories for stuff like that, man. <laughs> and it's it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate for him because obviously he's a young talent that everybody's recognized that this guy can be outstanding if they can find somebody to get him the ball. It's been a frustrating year for Steelers receivers, but stuff like that, you that is just. They don't just don't they don't do things like that. They call Adam Henry and get him from Buffalo. Do something because uh, they get rid there'll of be him. a new wide receiver. You, you, you can shake back from him though, because I remember Zeke shook back from his when he, that I think they threw the interception and then they got him walking on a uh, walking on the field instead of chasing it down. Nobody, you, what you remember Zeke uh, for now is up there with New England, going to make a game saving tackle. Uh, you know, having the biggest game of his of his year uh, that game. So I think he'll be all right. But yeah, that wide receiver comes here. Yeah, yeah, they ain't got him fired. Yeah, he, he's cooked. He's Got him fired on Christmas. Zach Martin. Uh, if Zach can't go, where's the confidence level at? My, you know what? My, mine is 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 fairly low uh, without Zach. Last time we didn't have him was in the Arizona game, and that didn't go well for us. So. I think that's that's where you know that's a pressure position for us. We like to do a lot internally, and that's Mike has gotten his offense going. Um, when we've seen him at his best is when the running game is operating in between the tackles. Guys like Zach Martin does also pull out, uh, but you got to get up, you got to get behind Tyler Smith now. You know, your left side of your offensive line has been playing good. So, you know, let those guys get out and do what they do, just kind of mask not having them in there. Where I worry about not ha- having him is in, in pass protection. That's the biggest part for me. My confidence level, just it get lower and lower every day. It get lower and lower every day. You, you start talking about Zach Martin, even if he just may not be healthy. Like, it, it worries me. Defense worries me, uh, our ability, our lack of ability to stop the run. And then what we put out there on offense last week worries me as well because we were rolling, but we were all just waiting to see if we were going to be able to get that time-proof and consistency. And then we ran into a buzzsaw. I'm talking about it looked bad. Yeah, it so how do we respond? I think that's what I'm more worried about because I think, you know, for us to be what we want to be moving into the playoffs, we're going to be an offensive team. And our offense has to be able to show up. Wow. Yes. Right. Well, let's end it. Right there. Let's, let's end it right wow. there today, gentlemen. Okay. All right. Tomorrow, we'll have to make the pick because it's Danny's last show of the week because he gets ready to go do the Cowboys youth camps over AT&T Stadium. So, Danny McCray, Hank Harrison, I'm Louis Scruggs for Chris Bean, Jazz, Big Will, Josh. Everybody's a part of the show. Thank you for watching DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!